We're back in person. We're back. And we're black. We're brothers. We're, we're happy and we're singing and we're, we're colored. colored. Do, 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 do. Give me a high five. All right. Beautiful, guys. Dynamite. That was... <laughs> It's funny how much changes like being in person, especially like in this room. <clears throat> Things yeah. sound so different. Because you got all the right um, acoustic things going on. Yeah. I'm trying to make the living room like that. Oh, apparently Rihanna's engaged. Oh. And this is how she showed us. <laughs> Only Rihanna would. She got the engagement ring on her ring toe. That's a bad bitch. <laughs> and it's literally just a video of her feet. Only Rihanna could do that. I'm not even a foot person, as you know, but she got some pretty ass feet. And she would stop and pause it. <laughs> just so we could see it. Yeah. What a bad bitch. Category. Bad bitch. I feel like my voice sounds good right now. I don't know why. I had a couple of notes. Some of these have not aged well because there's been so much other crazy shit going on. Uh, Have you been keeping up with the Rick Ross and DJ Envy beef? No. What them niggas beefing about? Something about a car show and... Like, I don't know. Now they just saying crazy shit. And I hate DJ Envy. And I think Rick Ross is like the funniest person alive. <laughs> so, like, it's funny to me, but at a certain point, it's just like, these niggas is tripping. <laughs> but, like, so Rick Ross started a car show, and it's a celebrity car show event. And he's charging more than DJ Envy charges for his celebrity car show. But DJ Envy was saying he does that so people can afford to go to it. Like families can go afford to go to it. Mm-hmm. And then it just started getting personal and they talking about each other's like being broke and stuff. And DJ Envy is talking about how Rick Ross rented out his house for Eddie Murphy for coming to America. And he tried to make it seem like Rick Ross had like an Airbnb. And they're like, no, nigga, he shot a movie in his house. That's some baller ass fucking shit. Yeah, he he took some money for his house to be used in an iconic movie theater. Like, and then plus that house that they're talking about is the house that was a Vander Holyfield's house that I think at one point and might still be was the biggest resident in the state of Georgia. Damn. And that boxer money could be long until it ain't long. So Rick Ross bought it. And yeah, Rick Ross be doing all his shenanigans on Twitter. Buying uh, cattle and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I heard about that. You a big boy. 
rich, bored nigga shit. That is like you could tell that nigga's from Mississippi when he do shit like that. Just like I'm just gonna buy some cattle. That's some Mississippi ass shit. That's some country boy shit. Yeah. Get you a plot of land and just live your life. I mean, but if you would think of any black celebrity that was gonna buy some livestock, Rick Ross is yeah, for sure. Dead giveaway. <laughs> Dead giveaway. For sure. Didn't one of his videos he had horses and shit in it? I forget which one. It was the one that Lyra was in. Lyra I forgot they were together at one point. They were. They were. When she was hella young, she's still like. She's still pretty young. Was she like 25, 26? Maybe 27? She is. That's an airhead. (laughs) She is a gorgeous woman. Don't get me wrong. But it stops there. I mean. That ain't enough for me. Was she a stripper or was she one of them star tenders? That's a good question. That's a very good question because I don't think she was a stripper. Yeah, because I know there was one event for like basically paying homage to her, Bernice Burgos, and somebody else at some strip club. Bernice Burgos has multiple generations (laughs) in her grasp. Bernice Burgos also gives airhead sometimes. No, she's 40 years old as a fucking airhead. Like, come on, baby. Lyra is 29. I know she's at all. I mean, she was engaged to Ross in 2015. Damn. That's been a little minute. She from H-Town? Forgot what we was talking about. Star Tenders. Oh, yeah. Rick. (laughs) Um, I mean, this was the brief aside. I, I mean, being I mean, fine what, don't. What does being fine actually mean? Right. I don't know. And what does it actually give you? I mean, people have caught on to knowing that their looks can get them further in certain spaces. And I feel like. Certain people really push that. So, um, it especially works when you're a woman. But it definitely also works for men, too, in certain situations. Oh, yeah. Pretty privilege is definitely a thing. Attractive privilege is a thing. Yeah. Which, I don't think we discussed that enough. Being... Moderately attractive. Mm-hmm. This is random, but it got me in my feels a couple of days ago. This dude was talking about, like, on Twitter, he was talking about the whole discussion of talking about, like, guys dating younger women. And this is one guy, he was like, I mean, I could get me an 18 year old and she could, I could mold her into a better woman than any woman you could approach. Yeah. And then I retweeted, I was like, you niggas, you motherfuckers are predators and weirdos. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to whatever, date somebody younger. 
But to have that... To try to groom somebody? Yeah, to have that, like, thought process and, like, goal and that's the incentive. It's just, like... Mm. And then this nigga looked at a picture of me and was like, I'm going to cut this out. And I was just thinking, did this nigga just say I'm pretty? <laughs> uh, These niggas say I'm pretty. Like, what's the uh, TikTok <laughs> thing? This boy be in my DM say, say I'm, I'm pretty. <laughs> so I, I instantly reported him. I got his page suspended. Oh, hell yeah. We love that. Yeah. That's a win. I love that. I know. Especially because I was so mad. I was ready to kill that nigga. If I knew who he was in real life, I was like, how can I set up this nigga for failure? Man, internet people will get you on a level. Because they don't be knowing how to hit you. They don't know what the fuck's going to affect you. And when they hit it right, oh, Oh, the pain of an anonymous person hitting you in your feels. You don't know what to do. You have no idea how to react. Twitter thumbs be on go. And then you just be like, damn, that shit was funny. But I got a player hating some kind of way. So then you just lurking through their profile. How can I get back at this nigga? You got to check the profile. Right. You're like, oh, this. (laughs) And it's always a nigga that be hiding behind a fucking, uh, like a cartoon meme. Yeah. He's like, nah, you bitch ass nigga. You gonna go after me because I'm not ashamed of how I fucking look. I actually have a picture of myself. Right. <laughs> as my profile. Because I like how I look. <laughs> what you hiding? But you wanna talk about my looks. Yeah, I'm gonna get your page deactivated, nigga. That happened to me uh, yesterday, actually on TikTok. There was a post of a nail tech in... She was basically um, just giving the perspective of like doing a client that was just really doing the most and then leaving no tip. And there was so many people in the comments like, I don't understand why y'all are so entitled to feeling like everybody should tip you, blah, 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 yada, yada. And I'm like, naturally, I expected that because people always got shit to say when it comes to giving up a dollar for something. And I forgot this one girl said something like, um, you know, why should we why should we be expected to tip? You get paid by your employers and, you know, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, that don't be the case for everybody. Like most places where people are expected to tip are places where the employees are not making an hourly or not even that, but it's an independent contractor type person, somebody who's self-employed. So there is no hourly pay coming in. Like what you pay them is either going to things that they need to keep their business and shit running. And you know what I'm saying? Like supplies or whatever else. And maybe they've built in a labor fee into that. Maybe, but you don't know that. And so, like, I was just trying to explain that to this one girl. And she was just like, I, you know, I can understand, you know, if the service is exceptional and this, that, and the third. Like, yeah, I'll tip. But I just don't understand why people feel so entitled to other people's money. And I'm just trying to, like, break it down to her. And she got flipped with me. and was like, um, like, you sound broke and blah, blah, blah. Why are you choosing to be a server? 
anyway, and this and the third, and I'm just like, I, I, my Twitter fingers were so ready. I had clicked over to her profile and everything to see like what the fuck she did was the recon and who she was, <laughs> and the only like video she had posted on her profile was like a picture of her nails, but it, which was so ironic. So I'm like, here we are on this post of a nail tech talking about somebody basically requiring the most and then leaving no tip. So she had a post of a photo like her nails and they were long nails, all French tip, but with elaborate designs. And I'm like, okay, so you have a photo of a set of nails that you got done. I'm hoping that you're tipping your nail tech. Like, I don't understand why you don't understand that. She's like, yeah, but you know, that's because the service is exceptional. And I'm like, what y'all don't understand is most of the things that you are going to get a service provided to you for are typically luxury services. They are not necessary. Right. You're going out to eat. It's a luxury. That's a luxury. You're getting your hair done. You're getting your nails done. You're getting any other kind of cosmetic thing. Those are luxuries. Mm. That is not a necessity. So if you can already afford the luxury, why not tip the people for the service that they're providing? Like, you don't know how people have their business set up. So don't just assume that a tip is built in or this, that, and the third. Like, you should never assume that. And then, too, like, I don't know. I was always taught to tip. Me, too. On services provided to you. That's also why we didn't go out places. <laughs> like, you can't afford to tip. Right. You know you're going to run up a tab and you can't afford to tip the correct percentage on that tab. Do not do it. And I literally had to break it down to her. I'm like, okay, so you're saying that the employer should be paying us for this and the third. So you go out to eat and you run up a tab and you don't tip. Do you think that I got paid for the food and shit that you ordered? If you know what I'm saying, like if we're just going based off of products ordered, do you think that's what I'm getting paid off of? Now, I will push back a little bit of. I do feel like tipping culture is. Out of control, but I've accepted that that's just how things are. I didn't know until I became an adult that like like from videos and stuff they're like in like Europe and stuff they you don't know, yeah and that's where some of the comments were coming from like a lot of there was a couple people that were just like you know I'm I'm from over here and we don't that's not required that's not a big deal over here I don't understand why it's such a big thing in America but they don't understand that we don't have uh universal health care for one right we don't have a universal basic income we don't have a social safety net but those are all indictments on american capitalism but it ends up because of capitalism being at the detriment of workers and we have all accepted that it's just I mean, that's the job you took and that's the fucked up system yeah it's like, bro, when you start breaking down this shit, you like, man, we are fucked. It's too hell and back. I saw this one thing. Somebody reposted. Uh, I believe it was this week. They were saying, 
I can't remember. It was a reputable source. They were saying that um, the black, uh, the percentage of black wealth will go down to zero within the next 15 to 20 years. Damn. All at the same time, these capping ass niggas is on IG talk about, oh, if y'all only got two bottles in bottle service, y'all broke niggas. It's a disconnect that we're going to have to eventually address because we are the main niggas that be doing this type of shit Mm -hmm. and be trying to shame people for being broke when, nigga, we all broke. I feel like it's so many disconnects with so many things socially. Money, especially, but I also feel like, how's how do I say it? I am a very liberal person. I am about as far left as a black person you're going to find. I identify as a uh, democratic socialist, which is going to scare some of you bitch-ass niggas. But others gonna recognize game, recognize game. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the people that just try to like act like they're capitalists, they like mm, you're not a capitalist. You're a victim of capitalism. Mm. You are not a capitalist because you make a lot of money. The nigga that signs your check, who has the means of production, is the actual capitalist, mm. and he has made it. To where you believe that you are of a higher hierarchy than the worker at the bottom. When y'all all in the same fucking boat, you just a number. Yeah. But social media lets you think if you read the 48 Laws of Power or Rich Dad, Poor Dad or invest in some, uh, some of that funny money that you can make your way into being a billionaire in one generation. It ain't how the game works. The game is rigged. The house always wins. Like they say in gambling. That's true. But but yeah, let's just keep talking. Like <laughs> even with the lottery. Yeah. That all that lottery money don't be yours. No, you gotta pay tax. Uncle Sam coming for his cut first and foremost. The state is taking a good old chunk out of that. Pull the thing, uh, the windscreen down a little bit. A little bit. There we go. Okay. But yeah, um, I saw this thing where this girl posted a picture of her in the club and she had a banging body, but she was like, I, I'm gonna let my kids, my kids gonna know I had a fat ass. And people were like, that's all you want your kids to know, huh? <laughs> That's the standard, huh? <sighs> that, it leads back to the, the discussion. What is fine? What does all of this like what superficial is, bullshit actually mean? Yeah, what is it for? Is it going to feed your kids? Maybe. It can, under the right circumstances. <laughs> if you understand, if you, if you dig what I'm putting down. I think it's another capitalist venture um, to put into people people's minds that if they maintain themselves in a certain way, that they, 
I guess, look better to the majority, but it's about the cost of that maintaining. You know what I'm saying? You get people feeling like they need better clothes. Now you're selling more expensive clothes. And I thought you were about to say sell something else. <laughs> that too. That too. But you know what I'm saying? Like it's all, I don't know. I feel like it, it all just be a plan. You get people buying better clothes. You get, you know, posting all these manicured surgical bodies. Now you get people either killing themselves in the gym and on all these fruit and veggie diets and buying all this gym gear, or you get people actually opting for the surgery. Like, I feel like it's all just a cash grab. Because if if you tell people, like, they okay just being where they at, do you think anybody would actually feel like it's as important to always have their hair done or always have the newest shoes, the newest Gucci, the newest Benz? I'm just not, like, I'm a bougie nigga with certain things. But I also have always been, like, I've never been, like, always designer over anything. Yeah. Because, like, we've talked about in this podcast, I feel like that's, like, a cop-out for niggas that don't know how to dress. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't know, I honestly feel like a lot of designer shit be a scam. Yeah. Um, especially now that we have more, like, influencers and people to, like, review things, like, you start to learn that a lot of this shit be poor quality. Yeah. People just paying for the labels. It's just like when we were talking about the mischief boots a couple months ago, mm-hmm. the quality of those, everybody was saying, like one dude had to cut himself out, out of, of the, the boots. Sh- yeah. It's like, those are just like props. so tired of all these people like getting on like social media and acting like the quote unquote gay agenda is like trying to turn kids like gay or trans Mm -hmm. like the idea that like the funniest thing I did think about to this week was like the people who um who try to act like there's an agenda or they're trying to uh, groom kids. It's so wild because you realize only people that think that being gay is like a choice would believe that. Mm-hmm. While the rest of us know that that's absurd. Only people that are so bigoted that they believe that you choose this shit, which why would you choose to be ostracized? But the idea, like, the people that be trying to ban Target and all this shit, like, they really think if a kid wears a shirt with a rainbow, you're going to become, like, gay or something. Yeah. I wore a Beyonce shirt a couple weeks ago. Did that make me a bad bitch? Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. I might have been a bad bitch. But that is just a coincidence. That didn't happen because I was wearing a Beyonce shirt. Right. 
I just am a bad bitch. <laughs> Who happens to be Sweet. wearing a Beyonce right. shirt. It doesn't work like that. You don't just turn into, like, you don't just wear a shirt with a, a rainbow and be like, I am gay man. Right. <laughs> and also, like, kids just don't even be thinking that deep about shit anyway. No. But nobody ever says anything to, like, a kid as, like, a, a six-month-old be like, watch out, ladies. Performative heterosexuality is always fun. I do think that is... uh <laughs> Very weird. And people are like, oh, yeah, he's going to be a heartbreaker. Kid be like three years old. (laughs) You weird ass nigga. (laughs) You you scouting fucking babies, bro? The fuck you doing? How are you looking at this child for you to even be thinking that way? I just see babies as babies. It's just like when you see like younger fucking like. We got to the age now where you can see a person be like, oh, that's a baby. Ah, they're like 16 years old. Right. They're adorable. Hmm. (laughs) I I remember remember when I was 16. (laughs) (laughs) Like, bro, quit. Like, but also, when did when did being a heartbreaker become a flex? Well, boys has always been a flex. Why? Because as we established on this podcast a long time ago, people hate women. And misogyny. It's just flat out misogyny. Yeah, pimp like even women who have been dogged out by niggas will cheer for their little boys to be ladies. The ladies, man. Yeah. Like, like the nigga that broke your heart. Yeah, way to go, lady. <laughs> That'll show him. <laughs> That's another thing too, like going along the same question about what is, you know, what is fine? What does being fine get you? What does being a heartbreaker get you? What does being a player get you? Bitches. I'll just, <laughs> <laughs> it was there. I had to say, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that's the same answer for being fine, but still, like, other episode when I was just like I like bitches it was fucking hilarious (laughs) I'm not beside you just by uh, because I want to I like bitches (laughs) but no being a heartbreaker being a player in our community not even gonna say our community I think this is being a boy or a man you're respected by men and women in a way that doesn't really make sense. We've been conditioned to just fall under so many bullshit ideals that is wild. Yeah. And then when people speak out against it, oh, that means you ain't getting no pussy, right, nigga. Right. It's like, wow, bro. No, that means I'm just not out here hurting people. Just like that nigga, when I said that, nah, bro, y'all motherfuckers are are creepy and predators. Oh, this nigga ain't got no fucking pussy. I mean, that ain't what he said, but that's what he was saying. Mm -hmm. It's like, I wanted to be like, nigga, I date women my age. (laughs) (laughs) Like a a normal nigga. I don't try to mold no fucking woman. Yeah, I'm not so lame that I got to fucking build a woman. Right, I'm not, I don't have a God complex to where I'm like, let me make Eve. Also, I just feel like 
if you feel like you got to groom somebody, something is wrong with you. Yeah. Like, it's people out here. That will accept <laughs> you for who you are, that brother. That can meet you where you at. Right. And you have gotten to a place where you feel like you got to mold somebody. That means that something is fucking wrong with you. Yeah. Like, the idea that nobody out here in this fucking world is compatible enough for you that you got to build a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You got to go to build a bitch warehouse. You got to uh, decide what this bitch going to wear. What her catchphrase going to be. Weird science ass nigga. Right. <laughs> 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 that is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> trying to build Pat from Smart House. <laughs> but honestly, like, you gotta think about it. Like, how low have you been for you to get to a place to be like, I gotta find somebody manipulative, manipulative enough to make to- her the perfect partner. None of the women my age are cool, but this woman 10 years younger than me, I could build it to the uh, woman I need is insane. She's like, no, nigga, you ain't getting no pussy. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Or you wouldn't have to manipulate nobody. Like, that shit is wild, bro. And people don't ever think about it. But people be acting like you a hater for being like, this shit's fucking weird. Like, it was like the other niggas that was retweeting that. I mean, quote tweeting that be like, bro, this shit weird as fuck. But it would be funny when he got to like a conventionally attractive person, like a nigga with like abs and like beard. He he had shit to say Nothing about that, yeah, because it it fit into what he deems as attractive as a male. That's your fucking problem, nigga. Insecurities, low self esteem. You know what women like? Everything. There is a woman for you. Yeah. Even the weirdest shit that you like, there's a woman for you. Swear to God. That's why when them niggas be like, I women didn't like me because I grew up watching anime. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fine ass black women love anime, bro. <laughs> no, she didn't like you because she just didn't like, like you. You. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got no sauce. <laughs> no riz as the kids would say. <laughs> that shit. It took me forever to realize what the fuck Riz meant. And when they said, oh, it's short for charisma, I was like, that does make sense. Uh, Why didn't we think of that? I know. Bro, we would have wore Riz out if we were like in high school. (laughs) We we wore swag out in fucking college. Swag, sauce, steez. Man, I miss the swag era. The swag era was a fun era to be like young, great, drunk, and high. Great time. <laughs> great movement. Great music. All the mixtape era music. <sighs> You're just young, free. Man, it was what a time to be alive. You and yours. Whereas me and mine. Are we talking teens? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss those days. 2009 
I would not want to relive them for a moment, though. Yeah. I just like to reflect on them and be like, oh, those were cool. I don't like to remember my head beating out of my fucking head. Like... Patron it was at Mullet Fest 2010 where the fuck was that Colton's uh, birthday was called Mullet Fest of course <laughs> we went through a whole bottle of Patron and more shit you know um, I'm learning being a bartender and being on bar talk <laughs> uh, the reason why you feel so shitty after drinking certain tequilas is because of the additives. There's a lot of additives in these popular tequilas. Mm. And expound. I, once I read that, I was like, that is so true. Like you be really thinking like, Oh, if I get the, you know, top shelf shit, I'm going to be good on the hangover part or feeling like shit. When really the top shelf shit can have you, Feeling just as bad as if you drinking fucking bottom of the barrel shit. And it's because of the ad. That is is another (laughs) thing that we are conditioned on. It's a label thing. Yeah, we're a label horse. But it's the same thing. I want to say Casamigos has a lot of additives. I do Um, not like Casamigos. I don't either. Don Julio. All of this shit that's like popular right now. All that shit will have you feeling like shit. So you going and spending $15 a drink for some premium tequila, quote unquote, and you still going to feel like shit at the end of the night. I um saw this thing to where, I don't know if this was related to what you're talking about, but they were talking about how most of the quote unquote tequilas that we think of are actually this vodka that are switched in the ending process hmm. to being like a tequila, but they're not like an actual tequila tequila. I, I wish I could that. remember the source. I haven't heard that. Like a lot of the, like, especially like the, um, celebrity brand tequilas, mm-hmm. like the one that the Jenners have. Didn't know they had a tequila. Yes. Um, what is it? I think it's the one that uh we were drinking at Birds in them house. Eight one eight. Yeah. Because oh. I think that's I think that's the area code for Cal- Cal- Calabasas. Oh, I'm so glad I have you. <laughs> <laughs> like I felt remedial. So I was like, whoo, whoo. Yeah. 818 is Kendall Jenner's. Hmm. But yeah, I just want my people to know that um, paying more money for these label designer liquors ain't doing y'all no more. And I used to hate when people say shit like, uh-uh, I ain't drinking no blah, 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 blah. That shit gonna make me feel like blah 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 tomorrow. But I'm just like, even if it is premium, no additives, you drink enough of any alcohol, you gonna feel like shit. Oh yeah, it's out. 
Alcohol's not good for you. And I say that somebody that loves alcohol. As an alcoholic, right. As an alcoholic. <laughs> this alcohol is not good for you guys. While we drinking, hey, that Buffalo Rock. Crenette. This shit tastes like ginger beer. I told you. Hey. But you all gave. <laughs> but no, um. But yeah. Like, I did notice. Like, so like, I went to Graham freshman year. We were just drinking whatever we could get our hands on. When I got back here and I started hanging with like my white friends, we were just drinking whatever we could put our hands on. We weren't trying to go like deep and like, our pockets on shit. When I started hanging out with Austin them and them other niggas, and they, and I saw how they were drinking, and I was like, "Oh, y'all, y'all drink premium grown people shit, right?" And I was like, "Oh, oh, okay." Yeah. Austin put me on Duce before I even knew what the fuck Duce was. Hey, that nigga was a time traveler. Like I'm convinced. Like. <laughs> Him and Chance were from another planet and I they came swear. here and just world all the dope shit before everybody else was. This was in like 2010, 2011. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, nigga, what the fuck is this? Weird ass bottle. He was like, oh, you don't know about Duce? I was like, who? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> hey, that's the coolest nigga to ever walk the planet, bro. It was just in his room. <laughs> on his dresser. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> this nigga actually walked the earth, bro. Man, he was true, a time traveler. True Fonsworth. Bro. Um, yeah. Like I started hanging out with Austin them. And I realized I was like, oh, oh y'all drink like Grown ass niggas. I'm like, hey, let me put my fucking gym uh beam behind my. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all ain't drinking bush light. Oh, okay. Let me just put this back. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like black people be like, we be label whores on some shit, bro. And it, it be to our detriment because we be acting like we got it. We ain't got it, bro. I just want to encourage people to start reading bottles too. Cause like, um, I found out Basil Hayden was distilled in the same distillery as it's Jack Jim, Daniels. Yeah. And then Elijah Craig is the same as Jim, I think. Wait, no, I think Basil is Jim Beam. Yeah, that's a high level Jim. And who does Elijah Craig? Cause I look. Heaven Hill Distillery. <laughs> if you have ever drinking Heaven Hill, ooh, you better be glad you got eyesight. <laughs> Where is Heaven Hill? Heaven Hill is the bottom, bottom of the barrel. Like, ooh. I remember... I used to have times like this that didn't rhyme like this. <laughs> that Heaven Hill. I'm trying to think. What's the brand? Heaven Hill is like in the same brand as Larceny. Uh, Evan Williams. 
But Heaven Hill is like the bottom, bottom barrel. I actually like Larceny. I like Larceny too. But that's the family that they're in. But the bottom of that is Heaven Hill. <laughs> Heaven Hill is not even really all whiskey. It's actually grain alcohol. Oh, wow. It's like 20% like grain alcohol. So Everclear. Yeah. <laughs> it's brown Everclear. That's all it is. Mm. Everclear aged in an oak barrel. <laughs> That's some nasty, nasty business, bro. Man, we Ooh. used to drink Everclear. Why did we think Hunch Punch was a good idea? 99 bananas. Cruise on. That's what happens also when you grow up listening to fucking music, shouting out drinks. Hypnotic. I used to, I mean, I can't wait to drink Incredible Hulk, and I drank Incredible Hulk, and I almost threw up. Ugh. Anything with Hennessy, I, Whoa, I rebuke. This is anti-blackness. I rebuke Hennessy. Hey, no, hey, hey. Now, what now? What I'll be telling y'all about that pure white, though? It's a different ball game. I remember somebody let drink some uh, Hennessy Pure White. He was like, oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> I was like, what? I fucks with Hennessy though. I ain't even gonna front. Hey, that hen dog ain't nothing like that hen dog. It ain't. It don't taste good. Don't get me wrong. Mm-mm. Not saying that. None of that at all. But Henny and Apple. Hennessy burns. Hey, bruh, you got to step your game up, nigga. I don't want hair on my chest like that. You got to step your game up. Ain't that right, Cooper? Hennessy burns like nothing else that I've ever drank <laughs> other than Everclear. Hennessy <laughs> Coke is nice. People be taking shots, though. I don't know. I've never been one of those people. That is really diabolical. Yeah. If I'm going to go with Cognac... I like Remy Martin. Yeah. I love Remy Martin, actually. I love Remy Martin. Remy is smoother. It's A. I like... You could put Remy on ice and be okay. I like Cavassier better than Hennessy. I don't think I ever had Cavassier. Pascal Cavassier. Everybody singing now. Pascal Cavassier. Kids don't know nothing about that. Everybody singing now. (laughs) Woo! I don't think I ever had it. Not to my knowledge. Uh, What's the other one? Martel... Not familiar with that neither. I experimented with cognacs for a little bit. <laughs> a little bit of brandy also. Mm-hmm. Started when I was in high uh college with uh some palmason. <laughs> we all had our palmasons. Hey, why do we think we were like them niggas? Like, nah, I'm drinking a little Then they palmason. came out with peach paw. Hey, epidemic in the hood. If you want niggas to be on some <laughs> shit. Flavor it with peach. Bro. Crown peach. Peach knee high. Speaking of peach, I um got the Simply Mixology drinks. Mm-hmm. The uh peach and the peach sour. I had the um spiked lemonades. They are pretty good. I also have in my fridge now I have strawberry. Uh, what's it called? Mojito. Ooh, I love me a mojito. 
So I've been mixing it in here. I've been making like tall mojitos. <laughs> I'm just making tall like <laughs> <laughs> like I we went to another broken egg yesterday. I had like uh some kind of mule. That shit was buzzing. I normally don't like mules, but that's because I don't like vodka. I don't like Kentucky mules either. I don't know. It's just be too much lime juice, no sweetener. Yeah. Lime is too tart for me to drink like that. I love I love all citrus, anything. Um Yeah, I usually don't drink vodka. Vodka's not my go-to, but I realize I drink less vodka when I drink vodka. I can regulate myself. Whiskey. I drink that shit. Like, that shit going out of style. I think the only vodka cocktail that I tolerate would be a lemon drop martini. What vodka do you like to use? Um, either Kettle One. Um, Tito's is okay. They up marking Tito's. Tito's ain't. They try to act like it's a premium. I'm like, nah, I remember. Yeah, right. <laughs> the North remembers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, I, I really want to say um, at the bar, Tito's and Kettle One are the same price, which is <laughs> wild to me. Yeah. I never uh-uh. considered Tito's being a top shelf vodka. They trying hard to make Tito's top shelf. And I... But you know what's crazy? You can get a fucking handle of Tito's for like 36. Yeah. Which sounds probably high to people listening to this. But if you live in Alabama with all the syntax, that's cheap as fuck. Yeah. Because most handles are running you at least $45, $50. A handle of Jack is $54? Yeah. And then... All right. Here's the comparison. A handle of Jim Beam is thirty. Three thirty-four, mm-hmm. and you can get a handle of Tito's for the same thing. And I would much rather drink Tito's than fucking Jim Beam. That's true. I got some Tito's in there too, because for my mule hitos, <laughs> I'm gonna put a trademark on that. Uh, so what y'all guys got to do is you got to get a ball aluminum cup. Bougie. <laughs> And that's going to be your tall mule drink. Uh, like, you ain't using the traditional mule. But you like it, though, don't you? It, it just, it feels right, don't it? The cup? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, yeah, y'all going to mix. Y'all, y'all going to mix your uh, ginger beer in there with your vodka of choice. I have Tito's in my house. <laughs> ginger beer. But I'd have to have more ginger beer than lime. Yeah. I got, when I went to Kroger the last time, I got like a big thing of ginger beer. But it's not like the, like it's mixing ginger beer. Mm. So, yeah. It's done the trick. Like I tried to drink like a little bit of like ginger beer because like I said, I'm, I'm a ginger beer, ginger ale type of bitch. Can't drink that one. That's straight up mixing. <laughs> You know what I'm really getting more into is rum, like while we're talking about mojitos. I like rum. <clears throat> what's your favorite? What's your go-to rum? Um, 
Duh, Malibu. <laughs> Coconut flavored. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> well, I'm actually not kidding because I love me some Malibu. It's just an easy one-two mixer. That's like. my summer drink. Um, I call that a Chance Wilson because he's the one to put me on uh, Malibu and pineapple. Bro, can't beat it. Easiest pina colada you'll ever make. Oh yeah. <laughs> But Malibu goes with so many things like Malibu and Sprite, Malibu and Coke, Malibu and Lime, Malibu and Pineapple, Malibu and Mango, Malibu and Strawberry. They even got Strawberry Malibu nowadays. Like, Malibu just works for so many different things. Why are we get our bag when we list the different shit? <laughs> we love a good list. We do love a good list. Um, but no, a Malibu mojito. But I also do like dark rum. Um, How do you feel about cracking? Cracking almost ruined my life in college. (laughs) (laughs) So I ain't touched that bitch since 2011. What's the uh, Dominican rum? I mean, it's a couple of Dominican rums, but it's one that uh, Miro used to always drink. On Jesus and Mero. It had the little net. I've seen it in stores, but I can't remember the name of it. I don't know. I'm not sure. But, like, I always be like, I want to get it, but I don't know. Like, I be scared in fucking liquor, like, stores. <laughs> I really need to build, like, the whole, like, bar type of thing. Yeah. And have different bottles. But, like, I be, like, on kicks. You know your go-tos. Yeah. It's like, bro, why... Disappoint myself, which is weird as like a food drink type of person. You would think I would want that experience in my house, mm. but I'd be having to make sure I don't have too much shit that I do like in my house. Yeah, because juice will you know wild you got the fuck it. You out. Don't drink it, yeah. Got it, flaunt it. <laughs> um, what what rums you like? I like dark rum. Myers makes a good dark rum. Um, I'm not big on Bacardi. Captain Morgan's is okay. Ooh, ooh Captain Morgan almost ruined my life. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's a little bit overhyped. I used to love Captain Coke. That used to be my go-to drink in college. Like when you start drinking a little bit, like more dope, be like, "Oh, uh, you guys can have your aristocrat. I'm gonna drink my Captain and Coke." Get a Captain and Coke. Do you have Captain Morgan? Captain Sprite. You know the audacity of being 21 years old and being like asking a bartender if they have Captain, Captain Morgan. Morgan? Of course they have fucking Captain Morgan. <laughs> you bum. It's a bar, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this shit ain't fucking expensive, you high school ass bitch. <laughs> uh, but no, I love me a good mojito. <laughs> it's it like, I've said it before, but it's just something about mint in a drink that is just... It draws out all the other flavor. Especially a summer drink. Oh, yeah. Bro, when me and Casey went to Miami, I'm talking about best mojitos of my life. See, that's the only thing that saves it from. They were frozen, too. Ooh. And I typically don't really go for too many frozen drinks. Uh, Not to be sipping on all day, because for one, it's just a whole hell of a lot of sugar. And um, them headaches. Bro, even worse. But it's just something about mint in a drink. But I like to make my mojitos with Malibu coconut. So you get the coconut, the mint, 
and the lime. Put the lime in the coconut and mix it all. And then when you shake Malibu, it creates a little bit of a froth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. Put the lime in the coconut and mix it all. You can't go all. wrong with Malibu. You just can't. Um, as, as college girly as that sounds. Kick around Malibu. Kick around in Malibu. Coconut and rum, I just feel like they just work. Everybody, this summer, try you guys a Chance Wilson, a pineapple and and Malibu rum. <laughs> hey, sitting by the pool, that is the perfect drink. Hey, if I don't have nothing else in my house, I got a bottle of Malibu and some pineapple juice. Malibu... A bottle of Malibu is a look. If we were gonna make an emergency list of alcohol, <laughs> here we go. Okay, what's your whiskey? Whiskey slash bourbon. Because I'm be honest, I don't fully understand the full difference. To be honest, all the way honest, it, there's really no difference. I think whiskey is. Um, it's, I think it's a regional term. Honestly, the same as with like cognac and brandy. Cognac and brandy are basically the same things. Um, cognac is just French. Anyway, um, damn, there's so many whiskeys that I love. Damn, son. That's hard. I do like Woodford. I like Woodford. Some people don't like Woodford. I, I like Woodford. The whiskey talk is hard. I'm a brown. I'm a brown drinker. Also, I love Elijah Craig. I love Elijah Craig. Um, Four Roses is good. I don't feel like it lives up to. Everybody be trying to make it seem like it's just so like top, top, top. <laughs> That's a good introductory uh, scotch. Yeah. Uh, I like Buffalo Trace, but I'm going to say Woodford might be my number one whiskey go-to if I'm being a grown woman. If not, it's Jack Daniels. That's that's just the classic Southern. I'm one of them niggas that I feel like you can't go wrong with Jack Daniels. I'm going to pull Jack before I pull Crown. Crown. And my family, them niggas love Crown. Niggas love Crown. It's it's just something about having that Crown roll bag. bag. (laughs) (laughs) It's that purple and or green and or black bag that you get with the bottles. Bro, this is going to be the most niggerish thing I ever said. So lately, I've been keeping all my do-rags in a crown roll bag. <laughs> so, like, when it's time to wash them, I just pull out the crown roll bag, and I just put up my do-rags in the washer. And I was like, this is some nigger-ass shit. Bro, we be collecting crown royal bags like Walmart trash bags. That is the elite Walmart trash bag. Because why would you throw it away? It's a velvety-ass bag. You could do so much shit with that. You with keep gold change. rope. I know. 
Like, whoa. And gold embroidery. What we gonna throw that away like, for? You ain't got nothing else in your house that got gold embroidery. You gotta with repurpose gold that. Hey. You gotta repurpose that. <laughs> <laughs> and you probably had a dope ass night mm. on the crown roll. You, hey, uh, you can't throw in the crown crown roll bags or the Kroger uh bag of uh alcohol. But yeah, I don't I go jack over crown. Okay. So we got our whiskey. Either Logic Craig or Jack. Tequila, what you going with? Uh Trace Generations Anejo. None other. Like when I tell you that is the best, smoothest tequila that I have ever had in my life, you can drink it neat. You can drink it chilled. No matter how you drink that shit, it's going down smooth. I'm going to give credit to uh, Agave and Rye for introducing me. But that is the best tequila. Like, you can get in some trouble (laughs) drinking that tequila. And I know a lot of people, you know, they got to have their salt and their lime with their tequila. But you can literally drink this by itself and be good. We got tequila, we got our whiskey. Uh brandy slash cognac. Good like Remy. I mean we both uh, yeah, I don't I haven't really dabbled in a whole lot of cognacs other than Hennessy, Remy. Uh it's gonna have to be Remy. It's gonna have, yeah. Um vodka. Vodka. Like I said, kettle one's good and reasonably priced. Vodka is the most reasonably priced of all alcohol. True. Cause it's easy to produce. Yeah. Also, I've seen people be like, oh, y'all ain't no real vodka drinkers. And to me, that sounds like, oh, y'all ain't pussies like the rest. <laughs> What the like fuck the is a real vodka drinker? Right. You mean a high schooler? Is that what the fuck you're talking about? <laughs> Can I get a Tito's and soda with a lime? <laughs> yeah, you sick, twisted bitch. <laughs> Bro, white people love a Tito's and soda. Hey, that's the white people here to see. <laughs> Tito's and tonic. First of all, tonic water is ass. It's so garbage. It tastes like it's just like they they put old pennies in a fucking bucket. Seven up can. And put the damn liquor in there and just let it sit and carbonate it. (laughs) Yeah, tonic water is awful. Ugh. Like, what even is the flavor? Ass. (laughs) Battery acid. Those are bitches who swear they trying to uh, count calories and shit. But they'll have six of them. Oh my god, can we order a plate of nachos? (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, what? Please. Um, We got our vodka. What else we got? Rum. Where rum you going with? I'm gonna stick with Malibu. Okay. I'm gonna stick beside her. I feel I like cracking, and I feel like everybody judges me for liking cracking. 
But Kraken and Lemonade are so good. See, Kraken isn't bad. I just was really tore up. Jen gave me, like, she got a handle of Kraken. And she gave me about two-thirds of it. She's like, I can't do it. I was like, hey, dog, I can do it. I went through that fucking handle. I, ooh, this, ooh. Might be my worst college hangover. Other than Fireball. Fireball should be illegal. That's probably my top three hangover moments was a cracking night. Like, this was bad. Like, I'm talking about, I'm talking to random niggas. I can't even. <laughs> niggas I don't know. I threw up in the car multiple times. Aww. Hey, you were in there. Bro, this was not a good night at all. Blacked out. The blackout point happened fast. That's the scariest shit in the fucking world. Yeah. Ooh. Was sick the whole next day. I'm talking about didn't recover till like 9 p.m. And barely even. I don't even know if you could call it recovery. The only time I, I was like that was when I was. Some hangovers. We'll have you talking to Jesus like, God, <laughs> if this is it, <laughs> God, I promise if you let me survive this hangover, I'll never Ooh. drink again. Ooh, hey, and the, and the, God know you lying to him. He know. Them, them nights where you can't even walk straight, like everything is sideways. The worst is when you can't walk straight, but you keep trying to overcorrect yourself. Ooh. <laughs> that <the> stumble. <laughs> The infinite stumble. Hold up. No, I got it. You all right? No, I got it. I got it. Bro, it ain't nothing worse than everything spinning and you can't control Uh -uh. it. Uh-uh. Oh, my God. Ooh. Sitting down thinking you good and then everything starts whirring around in your head. Your eyeballs rolling back. That is the worst. The last time I blacked out drunk. Other than Doug's wedding, because I forgot about that until I started saying this. <laughs> At my brother's wedding, that first night we went out, I got blackout drunk. I feel like we all were pretty fucked up. And then the next night, I didn't even last that long. You talking about rehearsal dinner night, right? <laughs> rehearsal dinner night was fun, but I'd... eventually I blacked out. The next night, I blacked out around, like, by the time we got back off the bus and went out, I had already blacked out. Like, I remember everybody was dancing in that one part of the bar. I went to the other part of the bar and just sat at a table with some (laughs) random dude just (laughs) sipping my beer. I was fucked up. (laughs) Hey, the liquor was cheap. Bro, that liquor was dangerously cheap. Uh, I understand sin taxes after going to that god off that Sodom and Gomorrah of fucking <laughs> alcohol. I understand it. All right, we got one thing we need to discuss. Oh, wait, sure. we didn't say our gins. Okay, what gin are you going with? Seagram's not this one. None, because I don't like gin. Next. <laughs> I like Hendrix. Hendrix is okay. Hendrix is cool, but I'm gonna skip over gin. 
People swear by Bombay. I do not like Bombay. Me neither. And then they're like, no, you didn't try to. Uh, what's the other Bombay? Ju- Jupiter? Jupiter? No idea. I I tried that too, and I was like, Mm-mm. no, actually, I'm gonna go back with vodka. I like Ciroc. Hmm. I really do like Ciroc. Niggerish, of course. Ciroc had the flavors. So did Absolute. Though I think those were, might be the only two vodkas that had all the flavor varieties. But I like, I like regular Ciroc. I mean, it's grape infused, infused vodka. So I mean, the novelty of it gets me. But um, okay, our gin, our con- cognac, brandy, whiskey. Vodka, tequila, rum. What's your shooter? Like, what's your, like, novelty shooter? We know it's not Fireball. Not Jägermeister. Mm. Ooh, Ooh, Jäger, I fought. I fought more on Jäger than any other fucking alcohol. It'll have to be tequila. I feel like it's the easiest thing to shoot because you can get your salt and your lime. I got three shots of tequila in me at any moment. <laughs> After three shots of fucking tequila, I am no good for anybody. It's a wrap. Uh, like, juice could be uncharacteristically, like, either violent or... Hey. <laughs> I, can, I can shoot tequila. That's what got me in trouble on my birthday. That tequila is where you fuck up, bro. We Okay. I think that's everything, right? Yeah. What's your go-to mixer? Like the most versatile mixer. I feel like pineapple juice. Yeah. It's pineapple juice and vodka is very good too. Pineapple juice, I feel like just goes with everything. Have you ever had pineapple juice in DiSerono? No. Try it. I like DiSerono. This Serrano is very versatile, too. I had that at the airport, and it was so good. Somebody ordered a, a Di Serrano and orange juice, and I was like, ew, you sick fuck. But it was I, I see it. Good. No, I, I, I see that. It was actually so good. I can see that. And I was like, how did y'all? What magicians work here? <laughs> Sorcerer! How did, how did y'all come up with this? <laughs> what kind of experiments was happening that y'all right. found this out? But it was actually really good. What fucking scientist is back there? <laughs> but yeah, that closes our drink discussion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this week's drink discussion. We should just have drink discussions every week. Oh, yeah. Just have niche fucking things. We're like, okay, so what's your favorite orange soda? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got Kim drinking the Buffalo Rock. She's become a fan. <laughs> Shit, bussin', bussin'. So we lost two icons, like not even just using that shit, ironically, two actual dead ass black icons. I mean, I guess I probably shouldn't have said dead ass. Yeah. <laughs> hey, forgive me. But look, <laughs> hey, you guys. <laughs> um, So we lost Jim Brown, 
legendary NFL star who was considered the greatest running back ever for a very, very, very long time to where people will debate you now that he was the greatest running back to ever exist. Civil rights icon, a movie star in black exploitation movies. And also a historically famous woman beater. And allegedly a rapist. Yeah. 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 As soon as they saw, as soon as they announced his death, I was like, oh, it's about to be one of them days on Twitter. Let me show you what I fucking tweeted. This is like as soon as I saw. This is the funniest video of my be in my uh my phone now. <laughs> A recently deceased icon is gonna get that work on the timeline. <laughs> and then that girl that goes by Titty Gate. I can't remember her, her old name. She was like an old school timeline terrorist. And then she started showing her titties and ass everywhere. Got that heat up off her. But yeah, her first post, she was just talking about how he was a woman beater and everything. And all these niggas start falling in the fucking trap. Yeah, some niggas talking about I mean, are y'all going to use the same energy when it comes to white men? And to all the niggas that ever say some stupid ass shit like that. Why do y'all want to be like compared to the worst of the worst of white men? Y'all want to be put up like woman beater numbers like white men? Y'all don't think that's insane, bro? Like if your first thing... When you talk about a man beating on woman, it's like, well, what about white men? Y'all center whiteness way too fucking much to your fucking detriment. And I will die on that fucking hill. Right. Like, are we trying to make this very wrong shit right by bringing in white people? Right. Because like, that's what is your what is your point? What, what did bringing in whiteness have <clears throat> anything to do with anything? Except for justify bad behavior. Oh, we I'm looking up his assault allegations. Yeah. Has a whole like thing on Wikipedia. If like a third or fourth of your Wikipedia page is dedicated to the assault allegations. And then also, yeah, you were a civil rights activist in the 60s and 70s, but you eventually Voted for Donald Maga Trump. And went to the White House with with Kunye. When he was out there saying that Trump was like his daddy. Can you imagine his actual father who is still alive? Hearing him talk about Trump is like his daddy. Damn, he got so many charges. Yes. That were mostly dismissed. Yes, because before the Me Too movement, 
and before like people were actually held liable in court, men just got away with everything. So we're going to put a pin in that for a second. Other person we lost this week was the iconic Tina Turner. Anime Bullock. Anime. Um, the reason I'll tie these two people together is I feel like there's a duality with them. Not necessarily as far as character, but I believe as far as things that are needed to have nuance. So, Tina Turner was iconic really in multiple eras. Like in the 50s and 60s, the Ike and Tina Review pioneered a lot of the techniques for rock and roll. Not even just black rock and roll and black soul music, but things that literally Mick Jagger used. Mick Jagger was a Tina Turner stan. Mm-hmm. And stole a lot of her moves along with the moves he stole from James Brown. Or tried to steal from James Brown. He stole her hair too. Yes. <laughs> Category bad bitch. She's the I'm bar. The bar. <laughs> Alien superstar. <laughs> oh yeah, that's gotta be the fucking A. Hey. Hey, the promo this week is just Alien Superstar with Tina Turner dancing to it. Because she is. She's the blueprint. For our favorite artist, Beyonce. Hey, that Tina Turner uh, DNA run through. Yeah. And I'm so glad that Beyonce got to shout out Tina. And pay homage to her in different ways. Mm -hmm. Because that's there. You see it, especially in early Beyonce. That's Tina. That's a lot of Tina. Tina went through a lot. Yeah. And people have brought up that she had said quote-unquote anti-black comments. And about how she, like in the last 10 years, she moved to Europe and uh, gave up her American citizenship and was married to a white man and all this other stuff and said that she didn't want to be on uh, the color purple because they originally wanted her to be Suge Avery. That would have been perfect. Yeah. And they campaigned hard to have her on. And apparently she turned it down. And at different Depending on the different interviews, some people had it where she was saying anti-black stuff about she tried so hard to get away from blackness. Mm. But then other people have said that she didn't want to be tied to a story, another story about abuse in the black community. I was going to say both of those reasons are definitely coming from her trauma. And I get it. Especially in like Within a 2023 lens, I get how that is. 
in a 1980s lens, I'm sure that didn't play well with our parents and grandparents. Yeah. They're like, oh, she's sell out. She out here. But it I, sucks, but it's complicated. Yeah. And I guess that's what it, leading these two as duality. How do you celebrate a truly iconic figure in both ways that have problematic things? Not comparing anti-blackness to assault and rape. We're going to put that out there. Yeah. We're just going to look. Those are not comparable because all black people have elements of anti-blackness. You grow up in a white supremacist society. There are things that I say that are anti-black in this podcast. Do I give a fuck? No, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) But it is what it is. Those are not comparable. But how do you, as we go forward, how do we discuss people that are complex, that may have done things that are not, have not aged well, or may have aged well, that's the dilemma I feel. Because I've, I've seen too many stupid ass niggas on both sides be like, why y'all got to come out talk about Jim Brown's allegations on the day he died? Because he was a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, because, I mean, sometimes when people die, you can't just remember the good. You got to take the, like, People's everything. lives were affected by their wrongdoings. Now playing on the the less severe side of that. Tina Turner is an icon who has endured so much trauma and repeated trauma from all the jokes about her being beat to death almost. That I don't think us as a black community really understand the levels of repeated trauma that we as a community, because we're the ones just making the jokes about. Yeah, and all the memes. Yeah. It's got to be a time for us to look in the mirror and be like, we were adding to the, uh, the pressure of anti-blackness. Mm-hmm. Not excusing any anti I, I do think the alleged anti-blackness of Tina Turner has been misconstrued and made up into this boogeyman to be like, oh, the agenda against black men. We see this a lot with the people talking about being mad with Color Purple coming out. The new Color Purple. Oh, they just doing it as an agenda to ruin black men. The only black men who would be triggered by color purple are pieces of shit. If you are not a piece of shit, you don't feel like that has all black men in it. Exactly. So miss me with that bullshit. But I never felt a certain type of way about the original color purple. For one, as far as a movie directed by a white person, that's the greatest black movie of all time. Yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> That's at the top. Steven Spielberg was in his fucking bag. That is at the top. Steven Spielberg and Quincy Jones on the music. That, look, 
That's the greatest white directed black film of all time. Yeah, and it was like a depiction of reality for black people. And then, like, that's why I hate Kevin Samuels so much. Because he was like, I mean, that movie came out and made people think that that was the reality. No, that was the reality for a lot of black women. Yeah. Especially black women that lived in those times in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. I am the descendant of women of that time. Yeah. It lines up with a lot of the stories I heard about. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you can gaslight women and be like, that's not how they experience shit. Or you can really be like, nah, that's how grandpa was. Mm-hmm. That's how great grandpa, when he drank too much, yeah. Let's not look. Let's be real about this shit. We ain't free till we all free. And a lot of y'all niggas have forgotten that because y'all just be trying to be free like the white man free. Yeah, y'all be trying to be a little bit too dismissive. Y'all trying to be the oppressor. Of real things. Right. And look, man, just listen to the women in your life. That's the other shit, bro. Just... No, never mind. <laughs> listen to the goddamn women in your fucking life. If they don't tell you shit, that should tell you a little bit more about the shit that you kicking out here. I'm leaving it at that. Anyway, what were we talking about? How do you talk about like complex controversy? All right. I was thinking about this. I'm sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> I was thinking about this because there will be a time where Kanye West dies. Mm. Whole lot of things out there. Whole lot of shit. Uh, let's not even go to Kanye. Next up on Grim Reaper's list is Bill Cosby. <laughs> oh shit, he is next up for sure. <laughs> Ooh wee. Bill Cosby is warming up. <laughs> what are you what are we gonna say about Bill Cosby when he fucking dies? I mean, I think I think it'll be the same way. As Jim Brown, I think it'll, you know, everybody will talk about him being legendary. Um, but people will also bring up all of his allegations and whatever else and use that as a time to try to basically tell people that he shouldn't be celebrated. It's it's really. It's really hard to say, like how you should um, speak on people who have done so many legendary things for the community, but have also had some really off shortcomings. Like, like I said with Jim Brown, like, of course you can talk about, you know, him being a legend athletically and, and, you know, standing up for the community um, being an activist and such but at the same time you have to also realize that these people 
have done things that have affected other people's lives in a very negative way. So it's like you don't want to you don't want to you don't want to talk shit on the deceased, but it's okay to also acknowledge that they fucked up in these ways. Right. Um and I I mean I would say it's just better to leave it to the people that were affected to do any shit talking. That's fair. Because, I mean, once we learned about the allegations and whatever, we going to talk our shit. Like, the shit talking from us has been done. So, once they've passed, like, I feel like, I feel like it's kind of time to just... Let that go and and say your RIP and move on. I will say that I do think the broader so uh, sports media did not do a good job of balancing. Yeah, I'm sure. Like a lot of it was just like, oh, RIP, a civil rights legend. Oh my mm-hmm. god, and it was like. Mm-hmm. But then when you start, like, when black media and black people who are aware of the full stories were able to peel that layer back, you're like, oh, it's a lot here. I remember the first time I, I heard about, like, the Jim Brown shit. It was, like, it was a long time ago. Like, I'm a Bomani Jones fan. And he was like, he said something to the effect of, you have to balance Jim Brown's civil rights career with his uh alle- like the allegations with the women and I was like what the fuck is this nigga talking about and then that's like, oh 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 I didn't know that mm-hmm. I didn't know none of that it's kind of the same way I felt when I found out that Miles Davis was an abusive asshole because that's like that's my that was my hero I was like, man, he beat Cicely Tyson that bad? And he beat all these other women? He was pimping women out and shit? Or when you start digging into Marvin Gaye or... Right, Charles. Yeah. That's why it's like... This is gonna sound wild, crazy. That's why... Chris Brown is a piece of shit. Let me just go ahead and say that. <laughs> but like, when you start doing the deep dive on a lot of your favorite male musicians, Chris Brown is in a long line of history of men just like him. Mm-hmm. That is not to absolve Chris Brown of being a piece of shit, but it's just to show you how pieces of shit have moved in the music industry since the beginning of time. And mm-hmm. men have be- have been since the beginning of time. I think I think when these people pass to continue to talk shit about them I don't feel like that's the most conducive. I feel like at the very least what you can do is just use their wrongdoings as a teaching opportunity. You know what I'm saying to the generations coming up at that point cuz like I said like once everything is found out in the media, the people are going to talk. The court of public opinion is always right here in our face. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm sure that there 
has been plenty of time and plenty of years that it's been a lot of shit talking that happened for Jim Brown. But now that he's passed, he's gone on. He's not able to do any more wrong to anybody. Like now that we know what happened, like just use it as a talking point in a teaching kind of way. I feel like we have to make sure that um, we're doing that in a responsible way because one thing I hate is when people are like, that was a long time ago. Yeah. But you got to put it in perspective of how many voices were were silenced in that time period. Right. Slavery was a long time ago too, but was it right? Right. Let's not... Let's not justify things that cannot be justified. Right. And say that it was just the error that they lived in. No, that don't work for everything. But R.I.P. to Jim Brown. (laughs) (laughs) Tina Turner. Ooh, we. All right. That's insane. Oh my God. What is wrong with you? Ooh, we. I mean, what else can you say? <laughs> uh, say all that to say RIP to <laughs> What else can you say? Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services, such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe.